Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I feel like I'm going to be saying that twice in this episode, but I'm really excited for this episode. Michaela is incredible and I'm so glad that I got to meet her and hopefully we will stay friends. But I want to talk quickly about a few subjects that you wanted me to touch upon. The first is being depressed and not having a sex drive and how to talk about that with your partner. Um, So when I was depressed, I was about 23 and I actually, I didn't have a sex drive, but I also didn't have a partner. So I never experienced that in particular, but I do know that if my partner is going through it and just not feeling great about himself, I don't push the sex thing at all. And I just feel like sex can, sex will always hopefully be there, but mental health is number one always. So you have to really be understanding about that with your partner. Just masturbate more. If you're a sexual being and you don't feel like you're, you know, getting enough stimulation. There are other things that you can do, but I feel like you need to give that person a break if their sex drive isn't high. I was, so going back to my depression when I was 23, I had absolutely no sex drive. I also was just not feeling confident in myself, like at all. I did not think that, you know, I was sexy. I just didn't, I just didn't feel good. And I think I went about nine months. And I actually know it was nine months because I used to make jokes like I could have a baby in the time that I haven't had sex. And it was nuts. It was the longest I'd ever gone. And I remember getting out of that slump. I made a lot of mistakes because I wanted to just get back into it. And I was like, it's like riding a bike. I need to get into it. And I was dating or I went on a date with this guy from Hinge or something. And like on a second date, I was like, oh, maybe like, like I I wasn't ready to have sex yet, obviously, because, you know, it was just a second date. I didn't even know the guy, but I made the mistake of like giving him head and it was a terrible mistake. I don't even think we spoke again. Maybe it was because my head was bad or maybe it was just a really dumb thing to do to someone you don't know and not expect or get anything in return. But I feel like, you know, it's hard to get back into it once you've gone so long without that thing that you're so used to. So I wouldn't do that. I would try to, you know, just let it happen naturally, ease back into it. 
don't make it a big deal and start talking about it to everyone. Oh, I haven't had sex in so long, blah, 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 because then it creates more of a stigma, I think. And girls with different signs. Okay, so I'm going to try to do this a lot faster than I did the last one because I only have two minutes before I have to run to my therapist. So I will say Aries, driven, passionate. They know how to put themselves first and like they know how to assert themselves, which is so amazing. It's my my sister's sign, my opposite sign, and my actual sister's sign. Um, Aries just know what to do for themselves. Like they're, they hate passive aggressiveness. They want to be, you know, like this is what they want and, and they make it very clear and they're, they're like a no bullshit sign, which I really love and appreciate. And they'll do anything for their friends. Taurus, uh, very, very loyal. They will, you know, if you know a Taurus well, if you stay with a Taurus for your whole life, they are in your corner. They're, they, they hate change though. And they hate, they hate like anything, you know, disrupting that for them. So they're very like into their routines. They love nice things. Um, Gemini's very adaptable. There's two sides to them. A lot of the time, the women, you know, can be more emotional than the men when it comes to Gemini's and they're very smart and very quick to pick up on things. Like nothing can go get past a Gemini. I feel like I have to, oh, cancer. Okay. Cancer women, super emotional um, or the opposite. It really depends on the woman. I feel like cancer women can be, you know, they they really march to the beat of their own drum, similar to Aquarius women. They kind of just like do what they want. And I'm trying to think what else, like they're, they're like, they can be bosses at their job because cancer is one of those signs. Um, Cancer, Capricorn, Libra, and Aries are like the signs of... Hold on. Let me do this research, go to my therapist, and then come back to you with what I'm saying. Okay. So we were just talking about cancers, and I was trying to remember what I was trying to say about them. And what I was trying to say is that cancer is a cardinal sign. The cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. And they're the signs that start off every season. Aries kicks off spring, Cancer starts summer, Libra fall, and Capricorn winter. So they're the leaders or the idea people of the Zodiac. They prize originality and they like to be first in everything they do. Trendsetters, trend spotters, the ones getting the party started and the crowd hyped. Fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. They fall in the middle of every season. They're the stabilizers, the ones who set up a goal or foundation and start building. Fixed signs can take the enthusiastic ideas that cardinal signs spark and craft them into something real. They pick up the ball when we pass it to them. And they're trustworthy people who might have a to-do list and a title the cardinal sign might say, let's go on vacation. And the fixed sign will book the tickets and hotel and send the list of what to pack. The fixed signs are also fixed. So they don't really, you know, change their mind. They're a little bit stubborn. The mutable signs are Gemini, Virgo, Sag, and Pisces. They end every season. So they learn all the lessons like they've been around the block. They all they know that, you know, their role is to prepare everyone for the changing of seasons. They're the adapters of the zodiacs. So they might seem a little bit older and a, little, and a little bit wiser. 
they're more flexible and comfortable with change than other signs. So fixed signs don't like change. Mutable signs do like change. Cardinal signs like kind of instigate the change. And the mutable signs are also the editors of the Zodiac. They can like perfect the plans that the cardinal and the fixed signs uh, work on together. So I hope that was helpful. Going forward, we talked a little bit about Gemini women, or did we finish Cancer women? Unsure. But Gemini women are great. They're really smart. They're really multifaceted. They can do a ton of things. They get easily bored. They need stimulation. And um, they're, they're really interesting. They usually do good things for the world. And then there is, what's well, after Gemini? Help me, help me. Oh, Cancer. Okay, right. Be ready to this. Then there's Leo. Leo women are very, you know, bossy. They're like, they're in charge. They're, they're not women that you usually worry about. They kind of like can hold their own. They know how to talk to people. They, um, they're just, they make really good friends. They make really great partners. The biggest problem that a Leah woman might have is undervaluing herself or overvaluing herself over, you know, loving herself too much or too little. Um, but they're really great, very talented. They can do kind of any, anything you throw at them. And then Virgo, Virgo women are very particular. They like things a certain way. They're, you know, they're a little difficult, but they're so wonderful. And they, they are like the person of the friend group who keeps everything in order. And they really make sure that everyone is kind of playing their role and they pay attention to the details of things. And, um, they usually can get a little, um, like, you know, they can get fun, more fun when they're drinking and like that kind of personality comes out of them. And then there's Libra women and those women like myself are balanced or we try to be, and they're like the peacemakers of the friend group and they want to make sure everyone's happy and they care a lot about what people think. And they are the ones who are like always sending a bunch of likes on Instagram. They, you know, they want to build people up, but they also don't really love being alone. They love the idea of love. They're always in love, blah, blah, blah. Scorpio women, uh, definitely intense women like Scorpio men. They love intensely. They hate intensely. You don't want to be on their bad side. They tell it how it is. And Sag women, super independent, um, amazing, driven, very direct and no filter, sag women. You also don't want to be on their bad side. They, they really like go for it. They aren't afraid to follow their dreams. They're like truly a fire sign. And as I said before, a mutable sign after sag is Capricorn and Capricorn women are did I miss a sign? I, no, I don't think so. Capricorn women. Oh, I did. I missed Pisces. All right. We'll get to that after. Capricorn women are driven. They are disciplined. They work really hard. They work their asses off. They're not super emotional um, and they can be a bit judgmental, but they have a really nice dry sense of humor there. They make really stable friends and, um, and Pisces women dreamy, 
romantic. They can go for the a guy that's wrong for them a lot um, because they are just so like idealistic about things. I think I also forgot Aquarius women and then we got to wrap this up. Aquarius women are, they march to the beat of their own drum. They really like things that are different and unique. They like to be contrarian. Um, but they also like are really motivated and they usually are self-starters and they've got tons of ideas and they're usually not overly emotional, but they also can pick the wrong, uh, the wrong partner a lot of the time. So I hope all of that helped dating apps. My favorite dating apps are obviously hinge. I don't love Bumble. I don't love the idea of you know, the girl having to do everything. It's its just annoying. Like we do enough as women as it is. Um, I think Coffee Meets Bagel is cool. I think The League, uh, Raya, you know, which, however you meet, it it's fine. It's awesome. There's another one called Happen where like you walk past each other and you see each other. And there's also tons of new apps up and coming. So keep your eye on those. And oh, there's another one called Bounce. That's awesome. They match you and then you meet somewhere that night. Um, Very cool. And then in terms of meeting in real life, I'm just going to talk about New York City because that's the only place I kind of know a lot about. But I would say, you know, definitely sports bars always are a great place to meet, especially if there's a fun game on with like a big team. Um, I know personally from experience that guys, you know, go to sports bars a lot. Girls might go to sports bars a lot. I think also networking events are great. I've mentioned in the past Zog sports teams are a good way. And just like going to that birthday party of a friend of a friend or like that engagement party and opening your eyes and trying hard to meet people. And if you can't do that and that doesn't work, like ask coworkers to set you up, ask friends to set you up. Go Again, go to that coworker's birthday that you don't really know because you never know who you'll meet. And I uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. I wanted to tell you guys about the vitamin that I take. It's called Ritual. And you may have heard me talk about it before, but it's for women. So sorry, guys who are listening. It's two capsules, like really easy to take. They provide nine different nutrients that you need. So I've spoken about magnesium. I've spoken about, you know, all different kinds of things that really help to take. But something that's really, really important to me is taking something like Ritual because it fills all the gaps in a diet and I'm not the healthiest person in the world. So I really need something to fill those gaps, which is great. The capsule that you take, like the two capsules, they're no nausea. So you could take them on an empty stomach and it's super easy and they deliver it straight to your door, which is great. It's also vegan friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, all of the things that you you know don't want to see in things that you're putting in your body these days. Ritual is that. I've had a great experience. There's nothing shady in it. And it just, it makes me feel better. I feel like I'm in a better mood and, you know, but it doesn't happen overnight. Like you have to give it some time. I would say three months. And because of that, I wanted to offer you guys 10% off during your first three months. All you have to do is go to ritual.com slash Acme. 
You can start, sign up, you know, get a subscription. So it's 10% off during your first three months. If you go to ritual.com slash Acme now, if you have any questions, let me know. You really should get on it and just get healthy because it's it's a good look. All right, back to the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Michaela. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. Yay, how's it going? Everything is good. Good. How are good. you doing? You know, Mercury's <laughs> in <laughs> Mercury's in retrograde, but is it? other than that things are good. Do you yeah. actually feel like things like change for you? And I just feel like there's like heightened emotion, but I feel like if you know what to do, you can like work through it and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. So how old are you and where are you from? I am 29. I am from New York. I can't believe I'm 29. Same. Um, it's really scary. Yeah. When when was your birthday? June 18th. Oh, Gemini. Gemini. Love it. I feel like when I tell people that they are just like, Oh. No, no, I love Gemini's because I'm a Libra. I don't oh, know how much you know about yeah. it, but it's like it's like we're Kim Compatible. and Kanye right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Great. Um, so Michaela, what's your current relationship status? So I am married. I actually mm-hmm. just celebrated two years yesterday. Congrats. Thank you. Um, he's my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I started dating him when I was 14 and he was 16, and we have kind of been on and off ever since, but I've always kind of known that he was the one. When is his birthday? He's in February. He's a Pisces. Oh, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Very so interesting. he's kind of on the cusp. He's the 19th. Uh-huh. So like Aquarius, Pisces, but could go both whatever ways. it is, it works. Right, right, yeah. right. So your high school sweetheart. So what's interesting about your story, I so I had this girl, Lucy Fink on, who I love. Shout out to Lucy. She is like a big blogger, influencer type, even though we hate those words. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lucy married her high school sweetheart, but they were totally on the whole time, which blows my mind. Like literally have only been with each other and never, never dated any, anyone else for like 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned that you guys were on and off like, yeah. and actually my parents were on, they weren't high school sweethearts, but they were also on and off for a while before they get, they got married. And I feel like there can be this like stigma about being on and off. But I truly believe that like sometimes you kind of need to be apart from someone to realize. Totally. I think I feel like for me, I feel like the only reason that it actually worked was because we were on and off. Like we Mm -hmm. both, you know, kind of dated other people. And the last time that we had broken up, we both were unemployed, like just like smoking pot on the couch, like just Mm -hmm. literally doing nothing, like had no direction of like what we were going to do. And I think that it's important to understand that like if you're not independent on your own, not necessarily mm. like financially, but like if you can't look to yourself to find that happiness and just rely on you and like you're so, you're just leaning on somebody else for everything, it's it's never going to work. So when we broke up that time, he went away to Israel. He went on birthright mm-hmm. and he ended up staying for like three months, met his business partner, came back and now owns an incredible company And I kind of just like took the time to figure out what I wanted to do. I started working at Bobby Brown and we both found a purpose. And after we both established that purpose, we found our way back to each other. So I feel like if we just stuck that out and didn't take that break, we would at this point probably be divorced. Mm -hmm. So And and I agree. I'm a big fan of breaks. I think it's so important. Yeah. I, I went on a break with my boyfriend like... 
I don't know if it was a year, maybe a little less than a year in. And it was the best thing I feel like I could ever have done. Yeah. During your breaks, because this is always, this always comes up when we talk about breaks. How much do you share with one another about what the other person is doing? Is there like a right amount? Interesting. I think that, well, when we were, I think that there's different types of breaks, but like when we were on a break, it was because like, we ended very, very abruptly. It was not a good breakup. So there was really no communication. It wasn't until like six or seven months of me like dating somebody else. And it was a terrible relationship. And I would confide in Brett and I would tell, because like at the end of the day, like even though it was so bad in the beginning of that break, like we found our way back to each other because like we grew up together. Like we were still best friends. So like I would talk to him about, you know, the way I was treated or like if this, like what he thinks of this and that. And we also had a dog together. We still have Mm. her, but we, and I would see her sometimes like when he wasn't home. And I think that like, it really depends on your relationship. But like for us, like that was just a way that we found ourselves coming back to each other because like I still like, I like craved my best friend mm-hmm. and it just kind of evolved from there. But I don't think that there's any right or wrong answer. But for us, I think it was important that we took those like six, seven months of just not speaking and then just kind of like went from there. And then you kind of, even if like if you're not in such a bad place with someone taking a break, it's like, it's a great way to kind of just miss somebody mm-hmm. and to like reignite that spark. Yeah. So I'm I'm a fan of them. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that they I don't think they can hurt. Me too. And yeah. before you I guess like broke up the last time before you got back together forever. Yeah. Had you lived together at all? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Brett and I both went to school down in Florida. He went to Penn State and then transferred down to to um South Florida and that's when him and I moved in together and we got a dog in Florida. And then we moved back to New York together and lived in our first apartment in Stytown. And that was the last time we broke up. And then when we got back together, this is hilarious, but we got back together and it was right after he had signed a lease with two other guys to live in this like tiny walk-up apartment in the East Village. And we were back together and I'm like, oh, like, I guess I'm moving in. And then I ended up living with three three boys for over two years in a (laughs) tiny apartment. But we've been together ever since. And I also feel like if you can make it through living with someone in like a shoebox, like you uh-huh. guys can make it through anything. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But did you like the other guys? Yeah. I mean, I went to high school with them. Right. They were like three years older than me. Did I like living with these guys? <laughs> like, no, but like, it's not because of them. It was just because it was such a tight space. And it's also just like a guy's apartment. It was mm-hmm. disgusting. Right. Um, But it was a great experience. Yeah. And you said he found like his calling. Yes. What is... Yeah. So he owns a company called The Farmer's Dog. It is a subscription-based dog food. It's all human-grade, fresh food delivered to your door. Um, And the reason he started that was because our dog Jada had so many issues with her stomach. Mm. And every time we would go to a vet, they would be like, just home cook for her. And if you think about it, whenever you go to a vet, their solution is always fresh food. So he was looking for something on the market that he could trust, that we could feed her, and there was nothing. So he decided to create it. That's amazing. I have definitely heard of it before. So that's for sure a good sign. It's been life-changing. It's the best thing you can give your dog. Yeah. And you found your calling with, it started with beauty, you said. Yes. So as far back as I can remember, like I think I was like 11 or 12, I just started breaking out like crazy. And I was 
kind of the only person my age going through that. I feel like no, like all of my friends had like beautiful skin and they just like didn't know like what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of left to figure out a solution on my own. So beauty became a passion of mine at a very young age. And I learned very young how to do my makeup, how to, how to really take care of my skin. Um, so I started working at Bobby Brown Cosmetics and I started out as like an intern. And actually I started out at a counter in, in Macy's, which I hated so much, mm-hmm. but like I did it. Um, it's a great way to practice your artistry. And then I moved into corporate where I did a lot of social media. We did a lot of editorial fashion week, bridal week. Um, so I kind of just learned the ins and outs of the industry. And from there, I started to use my Instagram, my platform to post tutorials and it just took off. That's amazing. Yeah. And so going back to Brett for a second. Yeah. So you're back together. You are living with him and two boys. And then at what point, if you did, did you discuss getting married or was it more like, mm-hmm. oh, I had no idea he was going to propose? You know? Oh, I, I knew. I mean, I think that we both kind of agreed that like it wouldn't be the right time to get engaged while living with in this situation. Yeah. Like, we should be like real adults and have our own home. So it wasn't a conversation in the East Village. But once we started looking at apartments together um, in Brooklyn, that's when I started just like flooding his DMs with photos of rings that I wanted. Right. I was like that annoying girl. Um, but I think we both kind of knew like at that point, like when we got back together that time, like, okay, like this is real. Like we're really going to stick to it. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't a surprise to me. Um, the way that he did it was a surprise to me, but I, I knew that it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. How did he do it? Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> he, it was a Saturday and he had so many like little things that he messed up, but like I didn't, I didn't catch them. Just a quick recap. So his, his cousin came over the week, the weekend before. So it was a Saturday before I got engaged and was like, and he was leaving. And I was like, thank you. Like, I'm so happy you came by. He was like, yeah, of course. I mean, I couldn't be here next weekend. So like, I wanted to see you oh, guys. No. And I was like, I'm like, oh, like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then the next weekend he said to me, he was like, we have to go to a work event. The farmer's dog is doing like a walk with outdoor voices in the city. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fine. Like, I really don't want to do that. Like we had to go, we'd be there like 9, 30, 10. And while we were there, my sisters and his sister were back at our apartment, kind of just like setting everything up. Um, they had the computer, his laptop set up, but they like turned the brightness all the way down and just filmed the whole thing. Mm. And um, I remember we walk into our building and there's just like little flowers on the floor. And I was like, well, I think they should clean this up. Like it's like, yeah. Here. And um, we get to our floor and I just like hear music playing, but like, I didn't really think that it was coming from our apartment, but we get closer and closer and I hear it and we walk in and it was so cute. Cause like he just had candles set up and he just took my hand and said that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with me. And I had the whole thing on video and I asked, I looked at my ring and I asked him if it was real. <laughs> I was like, is this mine? Like, is this a real diamond? Because I sent him what I wanted. Right. And it just exceeded my expectations. And then after um, my sisters and his sister came out of the closet and then my mom showed up with bagels. So That's so cute. Yeah. That sounds it perfect. Great. It was. And so you, are you, both your sisters married? Yes. So how does your husband get along with their, like, is it all, you know? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because we all married such different men, but Mm -hmm. they get along incredibly well. Um, we all just have such a close relationship and we all really value family. Mm -hmm. So we see each other once a week, um, on Fridays and it's nice. I mean, like we're all so different that it's not, it's never really like, I just feel like we all kind of just like flow in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's really good. And Brett's been around for so long that he is 
he's just so clearly like just been family since mm-hmm. I, he was 16 years old. And right. it's kind of just like, just works. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you decide, just because, you know, you have such a big following, how do you decide what to post about your relationship? Yeah. Or like keep private? I, I really feel like I am... I feel very strongly about that if you're going to be in this industry and if you're going to allow people to come into your life that we owe them honesty. Mm -hmm. And I think that we see so many polished Instagrams and we see like the beautiful photos and edited videos. And I just, I feel like the only way to really succeed in this overly saturated industry is to just let the realness come through. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much open about like that I had two nose jobs. I'm open about breaking out. I'm open about just everything, like all of my fuck ups and just everything that I do wrong. And I think that when I do post things that are very polished and just kind of like beautiful, they don't perform well. Yeah. And the number one response that I always get is like, oh my God, this is so real. Like, thank you for being so real. Right. People just want to feel like they can relate to someone mm-hmm. and someone else is going through what they're going through. So I make that a priority, whether it's in my partnerships or just my stories or my grid post, even if it's just like my caption, I'm just being authentic about what went into it. And not just like saying I'm being authentic, like I'm genuinely right. being authentic and saying like, this is mortifying, but I'm going to post it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Wait, can we two nose jobs? Why two? Yeah. So I had two nose jobs. So I had one when I was 16 mm-hmm. and that was the first mistake. I was too young. Right. Um, I had like a bump in the center that really mm-hmm. bothered me. So they just took that down. And then over the years, my face changed. Um, the second one was more so for me, like no one can really see a difference, but they just took down like the whole bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just really bothered me. Yeah. And Brett really didn't want me to do it. So I waited till after our wedding because I wanted to make sure that he was marrying the person that like, you know, he liked to see. Um, But I don't know. It was just something that I really wanted to to do. I wasn't happy with it. And I mean, there's still things about it that I really want to fix, but I'm trying not to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, so we actually asked this recently. So it's topical. Um, We asked like, if you have a nose job or if you have like a small change, and, you know, like you're dating yeah. or you have a new partner. Is that something that you think that people should share with them? I don't necessarily think it's a matter of like should. I think it's just about what you're comfortable with. Like some people really just are very self-conscious about those things. And I feel like I feel more comfortable putting it out rather than people being like, I wonder if she like had work done. Right, you know, so right, it's like I'd right. rather like it's like making fun of yourself. It's like if you trip and you just like mm-hmm. act like you're like embarrassed instead of just being like, Yep, I fell. It's like yeah. just own your shit. Yeah. And then everything else just goes so smoothly. That's at yeah. least how I feel. That's such a good call. Yeah. All right. So we asked our listeners for some questions and a lot of them are coming in. So let's see what we got here. Oh, some of these are just like other people wanting your dating advice. I'm down. Let's do it. Okay. Someone said, if your ex of five years, you broke up three years ago, reaches out, but has a new serious girlfriend, what do you do? I mean, I think as a, as a girl, you need to, I mean, I'm, I, my first thought goes to the girlfriend. I just think it is so wrong on so many levels. Um, And I also think in my mind, like that says a lot about him. Mm. You know, like if a guy is reaching out to you and like he has a girlfriend, a wife or whatever it is, like that is a massive red flag. Yeah. Whether you dated him or not, it's like, I just think that like, if you're going to reach out to somebody when you have a significant other, like you owe that person that courtesy to just say like, I, I'm, I'm feeling this urge or like I'm thinking about so-and-so and and it's not going to be something that you want to do. And it's 
going to be hard. But I think that at the end of the day, it's like, it's just about doing the right thing. And it's about having respect for somebody. Yeah, agreed. I just think it's so wrong. Would you tell their partner? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't, that's a, that's a tough question. Yeah. I really, I don't know. I just. But I know what you're saying. Like, I would never want to be with someone who would reach out to their ex yeah, when like, we're in a it's relationship. It's embarrassing. And it's just like, why are you reaching out? Like, why is that person even on your mind? And if they're on yeah. your mind, then clearly there was something that needs to be spoken about. Yeah. So one of my best friends said, so ridiculous. Can you ask her what Dyson hair dryer she uses <laughs> and exactly which attach she will know? Oh, I will know. Says. I got you. So I use the regular blow dryer, but lately I've been using the Dyson Airwrap with the round brush attachment mm. and it's foolproof. Like if you don't know how to blow dry your hair, this is the easiest thing. It's two in one. All you need is one hand. And I wish that they sold it separately because yeah. I don't use any of the other attachments. Right. Um, but if you don't need like an actual blow dryer, I would just go and get the Airwrap and let your hair air dry and go in with the round brush. It's the best blowout. Good to know. Good to know. Um, someone said that she's so excited and this is the collab she never knew she Yay. needed. <laughs> Love her. Um, okay. Okay. Someone said when you and Brett broke up, did you keep in touch? Did you not keep in touch at all? Yeah. So for the first couple months, no, I would say like six or seven months, it was still very like we still, I think we just like had so much hatred. Mm. So reaching out like was never an option. Like we were done. I like broke pictures. Like we were done. But where was the hatred coming from? Like, it's not like one of you well, did something. Well, so at the end of our relationship and Brett will attest to this, but he like, it was so bad that he would purposely like sabotage our relationship. Like he would do everything just for me to be like, because we were just fighting so much right. that like he did everything in his power to just like, he just, he meant to sabotage it. Like he right. wanted it to be done. And I think that like none of us, we, neither of us ever did anything that was like detrimental. Like we never cheated on each other. Mm -hmm. We didn't lie to each other, but we were just young and like we had like no respect for each other. And like, you know, it's just, and it was frustrating to me. And I just remember like always being naggy because like, I just wanted him to change so much. Mm -hmm. And he would just be like, like, this is like, this is what it is. Like, I'm right. sorry. Like, you know, cause there was nothing there. There was no drive. No one knew what they wanted to do. And I have gotten back together with someone, but I remember when we had first broken up, I was trash talking him to my sister and to my mom. Like yeah. I was just so not into him and my sister, and my mom like hold grudges and I remember when we got back together, like they gave me such a hard time about it and like him such a hard time letting him back into my life, you know? And like, I, I guess like, how was that part about it? Like, did your family, like, how'd you get your family on the same page? Like once you got back together? Yeah, you know? it, it wasn't easy. I remember the first couple of times that we broke up, I, I kept it from them mm -hmm. because it was just like becoming a joke. Like how many right. times we broke up and got back together. Um, my mom and my sister, Arielle are just like, they're very, I feel like every, they're a lot like lighter about it. Whereas my sister, Danielle was not having it. She was not into him. She actually like never really warmed up to him about until about like eight to nine years down the road of our relationship. Right. And I, I remember even Brett remembers we were in Miami for Arielle's wedding and me, Danielle and Brett like went to go get a drink and the two of them just like 
hashed it out. Mm. Like she was like, I don't like this. Like, I don't like what you're, you know, she, she's very protective of me. Right. And she made it very hard for him. My mom has always loved Brett. Like Brett would show up to like dinner in high school, like just so stoned. And like my mom would just be like, oh, Brett's here. You know, like yeah. she just like loved him. I don't know what it was about him, but she just loved him. And Danielle was always a little bit skeptical because of who he was when he was younger. Like we, right. we, were, we were kids. Like, right, you can't judge you, Yeah, and it was just hard for her to kind of just like accept that like we're adults now, we're going to be together. Yeah. So it was just, it took it took time, but, and it was more so like me just being nervous about what they were going to say. But that at the end of the day, it's like if, if you're happy, then typically your family's happy, mm-hmm. you know? Unless yeah. like this person's so bad, but yeah, no, typically I they find a way to just be there for you. Right. Like they have to get with it. Yeah. This person's going to be around. Exactly. Someone, uh, I, I doubt you like this question, but someone's asking when you're getting pregnant. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not in any rush at all. Yeah. Um, I think that it's so funny because Brett and I, when we were out for our, our anniversary dinner last night, I was saying to him like, a part of me like doesn't even want to have kids because I don't want anything to change because we, yeah. I love our relationship so much that like, I feel like I'm going to hate a kid because they're going to just screw up our dynamic. But I'm not, I'm not in a rush right now. I have two nieces that I'm just like obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Um, I like where my career is. Brett is literally, he works like an insane amount of hours and yeah. I don't know. I just, and I have two dogs. It's just not, I'm not at the place in my life right now that I want to be in order to start trying. Yeah. And there's no rush. No. Someone asked, and obviously you don't have to get into it, but someone asked about your sex life with Brad. That's okay. <laughs> um, we have a great sex life. I don't know how detailed I could get. Like, but- I guess, like how often is a couple married two years? Yeah been together forever, like able to even... I think that's like kind of also what makes our relationship so special because we're so sexually attracted to each other. Right. And we've always been like, there's always just been this like really strong sexual tension. I'm just like always hitting on him. I just find him so hot. Like Mm -hmm. I just always have. So it really has... I mean, obviously like when we were like 14, 15, 16, like it was like every day all week like in the car at like at the in the mall parking lot right um but now i would say it's probably like two times a week it depends on like when That's he's home great. though you know it just it all really it all really depends but like the the feelings are still yeah very much there and right. very strong someone asked have you ever cheated or been cheated on oh yeah um i both? have both mm-hmm. i have definitely been cheated on this is crazy. It feels like a lifetime ago, but I remember when I was 14, when I first started dating Brett, um, I was at a house party and 14, 14 oh and this kid offered to drive me home and he was my sister's age. He was four years older than me. And I was like, yeah, like you can drive me home. And he ended up kissing me. And that's the one time I've ever cheated on Brett. Does Brett know? Yeah. Oh, it was <laughs> yeah. bad. I think up until like eight years ago. No, no, maybe like five years ago, he Mm -hmm. was like still giving me shit for it. Um, And, oh, I've been cheated on so many times. I dated this guy in high school who cheated on me with a girl in my grade. And um, she, this girl like had a chain that she would always wear with like a, you know, like how we all like wore those like chains. Yeah. yeah. Hearts chains or whatever. Uh And before your time. And um, so she gave him his chain she gave him her chain to wear and then he gave it to me to wear and I wore it to school and it was like a joke between them that I was wearing it. Oh. Yeah, it was terrible. Wait, that's terrible. It was terrible. But yeah, I've I, I've definitely 
been cheated on a number number of times. Yeah. Have you ever been bullied? Like just, you know, because you put yourself out there. Like, have you ever all been... All the time. All the time. I mean, I've, I've been being bullied since I was in middle school. I remember these girls... Oh, this was terrible. But I remember in middle school, I transferred to a public school. I went to private school in elementary. And um, these girls in elementary school were just... It wasn't necessarily bullying, but they all kind of, I mean, I guess it is. They all kind of said together that they were not going to be friends with me. So I had nobody to hang out with because I was transferring schools. Like they hated me. And then the one thing that I remember, even my mom, like she cries about this when I tell her, but I had a boat party in sixth grade that I had to go to. And um, none of the girls, no, I'm sorry, not sixth grade, in eighth grade, mm. going into ninth grade, none of the girls would talk to me because I, I tried weed for the first time and none of them were ready and they were all at this one girl's house like on her aim account and I printed out the conversation I saved it and they all told me that they weren't ready to do the things that I was doing and I went to my high school orientation by myself and that was the first day that Brett ever saw me and I was like alone and nobody would talk to me and I was stranded on a boat by myself Girls can be so, so fucking mean. mean. So mean. I had like a similar situation. Um, well, I went to an all-girls school. Oh my so God. So it was brutal. I'm sure. And we would take turns like dumping one person from the group. <gasps> it was terrible. And like I was so like happy to go along with it until it was my turn, obviously. Yeah. And I got like dumped. And I remember it was like right before my birthday. I think it was sixth grade though. But it was right before my birthday. And like typical out of a movie had a party no one came except for like one girl I know like I actually my mom like is crying probably if she's listening and so my parents took me to like a Chinese restaurant and it was like me and my parents and the one girl who came I'm like getting emotional oh my god that's literally you're like 13 going on 30 (laughs) yeah it was it was so sad but that Chinese restaurant was amazing and then like this is getting to the point of cheesy, but Taylor Swift has a song called The Best Day. Uh-huh. And it's like about literally that exact situation. Like she has no friends and like her mom like takes her out on like a day. Like, and it's just her and her mom. Like, and I it's could like, cry. I know, you have to listen to the song after and like, just to. like, <laughs> I know, I know. It's the cutest song. And like my mom, it's like my song with my mom now. And like, we like cry every time we hear it. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so but sad. It's so, everyone has been like bullied in some way. Can I just it's say so though, yeah. I would love to, like for somebody to actually say that like they know somebody that was a bully when they were younger. Oh, I was like, a bully cool. before I was bullied. But like, oh, you oh, were? Well, I mean, everyone, <laughs> no, it, not like that, you know, but it was like, Everyone, but I know what you were going to say that like bullies aren't cool now. And yeah, that's like, true. like, like major are bullies yeah. aren't cool now. But I think it's like, it was kind of like the mean girls thing and that like you want to be in it until like right. you're, you know, and like even when like, it's like even when Regina like was mean to me, like I still wanted to be her friend. It's right. like that kind of vibe. Right. Like you, you have know? to just go along with it. Yeah. Like no one's like solid enough, no. I think, in like middle school to like actually, you know, totally. like be like, no, that wasn't nice. Like everyone's just like, please don't notice me. Like, please, I'm going through puberty. Like, please just like, exactly. don't look at me. It's like so I'll true. do whatever I can to just like fit in. So like no it's one so true. makes a big deal out of and me. And it's especially scary now that like there's social media involved. You know, like you just never know. It's it's terrifying. Like I just feel like what kids are going through now is going to yeah. be like times 10 compared to what we went, what we went through. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So on the note of bullying, someone asked your 
they said your sister, I'm assuming Ariel, but I don't know, like gets a lot of mean comments yeah. and stuff like that. How do you feel about the mean comments? And do you feel like you're all healthy? I think that they're referring to because everyone says that she's skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's especially upsetting because I feel and I've seen I grew up with her like she's been getting this forever. And I yeah. just feel like skinny shaming someone is not I feel I know skinny shaming someone is the exact same as fat shaming someone. And to to comment on somebody's body is just like it's just like how old are you? Like how gross yeah. is that? Like, who are you to ever say something like that? And it's just, it, it's just upsetting. It's just like, you just don't know someone's life. You don't know someone's genetics. You know, it's like, it's just so rude to just assume that somebody has a right. problem because they are skinny, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, even for me, it's like, I went off of my birth control like a little over a year ago and I don't know what happened, but I gained like 15, 20 pounds. Like my weight just like, and everyone just feels like they need to comment on it. And it's just crazy to me that we, that people just think that that's like a normal thing to do, you know? And everyone's like, oh, like you must be pregnant or like she must have had like filler. It's like, no, shit just happens. Like I'm right. almost 30. Like my body's going through something. Like I, I don't know what it is. And it's just like for somebody to speculate and just write on your pictures like that, like I think that it also comes with the territory, but like in my mind, I also like always tell myself that like at the end of the day, like it's so not about you ever. Mm -hmm. Like if you are that person that feels like compelled to comment, like you clearly have some shit going on. Yeah, that, yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And it's just like, you're putting it out there for all mm -hmm. of us to see. It's like, oh, like, oh, like that person's not well. Like that's literally all that I see when I see a bad comment. Yeah, so I couldn't agree more. It's definitely hurtful, but you also have to know that with those comments, it's never about you. It's always about them. Yeah. Yeah. And also like I have a friend who is very thin naturally. Yeah. She she actually has a stomach issue, you know, yeah. and like can't really keep things inside. And like everything is so different and everyone has like their own story and their own like journey with their body. Yep. And it's just like, it's crazy it's to crazy. me. I just, well. and people just feel like, that person needs to be anorexic like in order to like fit this story. It's like, it can never just be like, those are her genes. Like maybe Mm -hmm. her family's like that. Maybe like my mom is really skinny. My dad has a great body. Like like, that's just my family is that that's just how it is. And like, nobody wants to ever like give that credit. It's always like, oh, like they must be anorexic or like, oh, they they have big lips. They have work done. It's like, they could just never credit you. And then also it's like kind of awkward to say like, because I have a food Instagram and Mm -hmm. people are always like, how are you not obese? And like, I, it's, I feel awkward being like, my family has good genetics, you know? Cause it feels like a weird thing to say. Like it feels like a weird response. And I feel like I owe these people to be like, well, I do these three workouts and like, I try to eat healthy. You have to like defend yourself. Exactly. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Um, okay. So we're soon to be running out of time. So, oh wait, this is a good question that just came in. How do you manage money and being young in the city while still being stylish? It's a great question. So if you follow me, you know that I really don't buy into trends. Um, I not saying that I am like so careful with my money, but when I do spend money, it's on things that I know that I will wear forever. Mm. I'm not going to go out and buy, you know, like, a brand new pair of like Bottega shoes that are just like super trendy or like I've just, I really try to keep it very simple. I do believe in investing in like great pieces, but I also like will go to Zara for my clothing and Mm. then maybe like get a great bag. 
But I think the key to spending your money wisely is to buy into classics and not buy into trends. And also like, I don't think that being trendy makes you, gives you the the right to say that you have great style. Like I think that what gives you great style is by getting these like classic pieces or just seeing how you pair it. It's not just buying what everybody else has. So I think that once people are able to understand that, they'll be able to save their money a bit more. That's actually amazing advice. That will help <laughs> me as well. Okay, so we usually end by going through a few poll questions. Yeah. So I'm going to ask your opinions and then I'm going to ask you a little quote slash piece of advice. Um, your mood is a reflection of your daily habits. True or false? True. Do shoes say a lot about someone's personality? True. Well, this was yes or no, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are like trick questions. I think I think yes. Yeah. No, I agree. That's what most people said. Yeah. Baby naming rules. You have to be able to interview with the name in the future. And it also has to translate as a grandparent name. True or false? False. Most people agreed with you. Hmm. How long is the longest it's normal to go without sex when single? Three to five months or five to seven months? I don't like normal, yeah. but three to five in mm-hmm. a perfect world. In a perfect world. Less is better. But <laughs> yeah. Would you tell someone if they were the best sex you've ever had or will it go to their ego and ruin it? Probably not tell them. Yeah. Same. But like that makes me sad because I'm like, what if I was the best yeah. sex someone <laughs> yes. ever had and I'll never know? Is it a red flag or a deal breaker if your partner invites you to a party but text you later not to come because you won't know anyone. Uh, yeah, run. Yeah, it's a major agreed. Reflect. Agreed. Like someone definitely showed up to like that party what? that they like want to hook up with. Yeah. Um, is it a bad sign if your partner can't chill with your friends without you around? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love for that to happen, but I don't think it's a red flag. Yeah, maybe they're just like maybe they're maybe just, they just don't vibe. Yeah, and that's fine. Do you care if your partner is public or private on Instagram? No. Which would you prefer though? I guess pr- I would prefer that like my partner didn't even have an Instagram. I yeah. think that's like the coolest thing, but yeah. I guess private. Mm-hmm. Does it mean something if you reply to the story of someone you used to hook up with or could it just be nothing? Yes, but can I give a, an explanation? Yeah. I say yes because I think that you know like what might come with it. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like... I feel like if you're going to reach out, like, you know, that like you're kind of playing with fire, like if Mm -hmm. you're just striking up that conversation. So, yes. After how many dates are you curious to learn about their exes? One to three or four to six? One to three. Yeah, me too. I'm like zero. I'm not, that's a bullshit here. Literally zero the to second, one. The second I see him on Instagram, yeah. he's asked me on a date. I yeah, everyone's know. lying. They said four to six. Oh, like, they're all God. lying. Nobody's that cool. They're all lying. Um, okay. Amazing. So we usually end our episodes with a quote or a piece of advice or just like anything that resonates with you or that you Hmm. believe in. This might sound so cliche, but I think it's just to always keep it real. I feel like right now we live in a world where everything is just super fake and photoshopped. And I think that we all want to feel like we can relate to something or someone. So I think that we owe it to each other to kind of just like keep ourselves grounded and just be authentic and real and actually be authentic and real not just say that you're being authentic and real yeah 
I love that. Yeah. Thanks, Michaela. Thank you. Where can everyone follow you, find you? You can find me on my Instagram. It's Michaela Podo, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A-P-O-D-O. And uh, that's pretty much where I'm at. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks.